Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, they're, they're two of the best. Uh, they're dynamic players. You know, the effort level that they have is special. They uh, have a range of, of skills. Ingram is all over the place. Someone needs to do a statistical chart on this guy, how many miles he runs per game. He's the middle linebacker on their goal line defense. I mean, he's a rover on third down. He walks around. I don't know where the hell he is. He's going to play over the guard, over the edge. He's sideline to sideline. He runs like a linebacker. He's got defensive end type prototype size. And Bosa, uh, you know, he's a problem. He's just a, he's just a really good pass rusher. He's got tremendous hand usage. A get off. Uh, he's got an arsenal of moves, and uh, it's hard to find him. He moves around. We'll have our hands full with him. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 33. Once again, I'm John June. I got my guy, Greg Penniman. It's week 10, Thursday night preview. Greg, what's up, man? What's going on? I'm back. You already know. Went to that Nets game on Monday. I had to see my man Kyrie, but I'm here. He dropped 39 light for me, but we here. We back. Back in football mode. Let's go. Woo, let's do it. Let's do it, man. So Thursday, man, we got to get to that news. First up, um, seems like we got some wide receivers with some, some concussion injuries uh, and some questionable availability going forward. So, Greg, what do we got there? Yeah, so both Brandon Cooks and Sterling Shepard, we know about Sterling Shepard battling with concussions all year long. Um, he's going to now go see a concussion specialist. Uh, so, And he's, there's also rumors that he might go on IR, so that's uh, pretty tough for him. Um, we're going to have to start taking, like we mentioned before, taking these concussions more seriously uh, as an injury. Uh, and Brandon Cooks, who recently got it um, before the bye, uh, he's def- already ruled out for this Sunday. And he's going to already visit a concussion specialist. Uh, I'm sure he maybe won't be the first time he takes a visit there. Uh, and so, you know, he's also going to be out, at least for this weekend. We don't know. It could be uh, sort of long-term. Worst-case scenario, it could be another Sterling Shepard situation. So you got to definitely keep in mind of that if you're a Brandon Cooks owner. Um, if you are a Brandon Cooks owner, I would go get Josh Reynolds if he's or still available. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's definitely not looking good for both these receivers. So let's just say, assuming you don't have an IR spot, um, what are you going to do with these with these players, specifically Brandon Cooks, because um, he's the one with the higher draft capital associated to plays in the better offense. Uh, so, I mean, what advice would you have for fantasy owners that, you know, trying to decide what to do with these guys on their roster and don't have an IR spot? Um, so, yeah, for Sterling Shepard, I think I probably would have dropped them a couple, maybe – a couple of weeks ago, if I didn't have the IR spot, Brandon Cooks, I I think I would stash him for at least another week or two, um, because I think if he comes back for that playoff run, especially if you're a team that you think you know your season's going well, you think you can make the playoffs, he would be very clutch to come back in, um, and give you p- production in that role. So I think I would stash him for a week or two to see how that goes. 
Yeah, I think it would, for me it would depend on what my roster would look like. Um, you know, if I had a team that was, you know, six and three, seven and two, nine and zero, oh, like I I would feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be in a better position to to stash Brandon Cooks because I don't need wins as much as I as much as I um, as I would in a, right. another situation. But like if you're a match team, for example, um, you know Matt, I'm going against Matt this week. Uh, Matty Ice and his entire team is on by right and uh brandon cooks is currently on his roster um ir spot currently occupied by darius guys who we'll get to in a little bit but mm-hmm. um you know what would you do in his situation would you hold on continue to hold on to brandon cooks obviously you know the the situation he's in the elite league of extraordinary people there's like six of us that are fighting for uh you know there's six of us or you know, actually more than that, eight of us fighting for for yes, uh, six or seven deep. playoffs. Uh, it's usually how it is in this league. It's very competitive. Um, yeah, if I'm Matt, I'm 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 keeping Brandon Cooks. I don't think I would drop Brandon Cooks. He would be <coughs> very valuable if he came in. I mean, if he was like on waivers, and I think he'd be picked up immediately. I think you, you can't panic yet. It's if, I, if he misses two weeks, though, I'm, I think I would consider dropping him. Yeah, I know that on my. So on the the team that's that was that was zero and five is now one and seven, um, in the <clears throat> settle it once and for all league. I I need receivers as as bad as I can get them, um, and I don't have obviously like all the all my bench is just running backs and um, I'm starting two I'm flexing two tight ends right now between Hunter Henry and Darren Waller, so I didn't have any space on my rock. We don't have an IR spot. Um, I didn't have any space in my roster, so I dropped Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I mean, that was, that's a 10-team league, right? It was a 10-team yeah, yeah, ten ten league. Uh, resources, you know, they come come and go. Yeah, I, I, I could see in that case, you know, have to do what you have to do. Cause yeah, I mean, because I'm that, trying to get wins. Yeah, and those receivers in those leagues are probably doing better than what Brandon Cooks was doing when he was on the field, so... And that's the thing. That's the biggest thing for me, right? It's just like Brandon <clears throat> Cooks when he was healthy wasn't really producing for fantasy owners, right? So He's, no low end wide receiver two, you know, wide receiver low end wide receiver two. So right, like you know, like what if this is a situation very similar to Deshaun Jackson, who I know was held in a lot of leagues, um, and I actually dropped him where I had him because I didn't want to deal with you know the week every week, uh. You know, week in, week out, is he going to play this week? You know, who can I, who can I, AJ um, Green too, do I, yeah. do I keep yeah, him on too. my roster? AJ Green, same thing, right? When you just said it, there's receivers on the waiver wire that are, you know, producing better than he was when, when these, than these guys were when they were healthy. So, or I mean, maybe not Deshaun Jackson, obviously, you know, there was a reason why you were kind of holding on to him because what he could have been. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It really depends on your situation. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think. The choice, the choice is ultimately in the in the owner's decision, in the owner's hands, right? Yeah. Um. All right. A guy I know you're excited about, Patty, Patty. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Seems like he was a full participant today. What we got there, Greg? Yeah, full participant. He's good to go. You saw him running and jumping on the field last game when they won and off of winning field goal. He was ready to play last week. Um. They just didn't want to risk that re-injuring of the kneecap, but he was ready to go. Man, he was ready to go on Monday. He's ready to go today. He'll be fine. Patty's back. Yeah, this is great news, obviously, <clears throat> for the Chiefs. This is great news for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, great news for Patrick Mahomes fantasy owners. Yes, sir. Um, but definitely, <laughs> definitely the the weapons. Um, Travis Kelsey specifically, I think, is going to be huge down the stretch. 
Um, if I could find a way to target him, I, I would in a trade. Uh, maybe um, a guy that I've recently soured on, uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, if you could kind of package him and another player to get to Travis Kelsey, I think that that's, um, I think that that's that's something that's I I would do. Do you agree with that, Greg? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I think Travis uh, Travis Kelsey will get impacted positively. Tyreek Hill, you know, he was already had a safe floor, but now his boom is up to that elite wide receiver one that he can get you when you match up. Um, yeah, I think like you can, the wide receiver one. Yeah, like on the, the wide receiver one. Yeah, <laughs> like he'll get you. Possibly 40 points in a game. Like, that's his potential uh, with Pat Mahomes as his quarterback. Uh, helps these running backs uh, be effective in the passing game a little more, too, as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's all helpful, happy for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs guys. Yeah, no, this is great news uh, um, for sure. Uh, I'm excited about that. And I know that somebody else you're excited to get back, Greg. Oh, man, it's, Alvin it's, a great week. it's just a great day. Yeah, great week for you and your, your fantasy team. <coughs> no longer a team questionable, just some doubtfuls and in in a, in a, in an out here or there. Yeah, but, yeah here or there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, what do we got in, in Saints camp? What's going on there, man? Yeah, Kamara's back. Um, you know, he had that bye week. that It came at a perfect time, I think, for the Saints team. Uh, you know, getting Drew Brees more reps. He got the game before. Kamara's back. Jared Cook also practiced. That's also going to be good for this offense. Um, so, yeah, I would expect both of these guys to be back. I think, you know, you got you can expect to start both these guys up. Jared Cook was heating up. He was cooking up before he got hurt. Um, Kamara, you know, he's a top five running back elite option when he's in. Uh, but, I you know, I think you can expect maybe a little more uptick in uh, Latavius Murray's uh, value because, you know, he did hold it down. While Kamara was out, I think maybe, you know, we talked about that, maybe 60-40 split, uh, 70-30 more to Kamara, Murray. But it definitely won't be uh, a no-show for Murray like it was in early in the season. Yeah, the interesting one there for me is um, is Jared Cook because I think he's an interesting case study here. Um, obviously, he was disappointing to start the first four weeks. Right. And um, then he came on hot in matchups against – Tampa Bay and Jacksonville, um, and then he was injured in week seven and week eight, had the bye week nine. Um, but then if we look back to those matchups that he had, Tampa Bay gives up the second most fantasy points to the tight end, um, and Jacksonville is giving up the 13th most fantasy points to the tight end. Um, and they've actually been uh, even worse as of late. You know, since that game that they gave up uh, – you know they let they let Jared Cook finish as the tight end six. Uh, they've given up the tight end twenty three, the tight end two, and the tight end fourteen. So um, they're trending in a downward direction in terms of the fantasy points that they allow to the tight end. So now it makes me wonder: was that a function of just the matchup? Um, you know, like and and Teddy Bridgewater because well Drew Brees wasn't wasn't targeting him. Um, you know, in those in the first the first two games, I mean, not not much against Houston, not much against the Rams. So, uh, what do we what do we think? Uh, I mean, I know you what you said, but I think he's somebody for me that you know he gives me some pause because he's available on the waiver wire in leagues. I just don't know what to do with him. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm checking the number. He's he's available in forty. Oh, he's owned on forty seven percent of Yahoo League. So yeah, he's definitely out there. Um, we, we coming into the year, we thought. <clears throat> Jared Cook in this offense would be okay because, you know, Drew Brees is capable of throwing to a tight end. Kobe Fleener, you know, did have a lot of targets last year. All right, when, you know, in that offense. So 
you know, Drew Brees, uh, you would think that he would it would just get shifted to Jared Cook a little bit. Um, maybe the production before he got hurt would, you know, open the eyes of the Saints offense maybe to keep using him um, a little more. Uh, he's got this Atlanta defense just average against tight ends. So uh, if it is matchup dependent, he's got, you know, Atlanta, then he's got Tampa Bay again. And then, you know, so I would consider rolling him out there this week. Yeah, that's a fair point uh, with the matchups that he's got coming up. Uh, like I said before, I was skeptical. I was skeptical of him coming into the year uh, because of what he's done in the past. Uh, and then he had those first few weeks, and it was like he's dead to me. Um, and then he had those those blow up weeks, and then he was injured. So, and I haven't had to think about him for for a long time. Right, right. So, um, I yeah, I mean, I understand. I I I agree with what you said about the matchups coming up. It's just he's someone that uh, I think he falls in that that Derrick Henry boat for me, um, you know, Amari Cooper boat where those guys I'm just willing to be wrong about as, as crazy as it sounds given what Amari Cooper is doing right now. But <laughs> that man is a machine, a machine. I know. I just hope the machine continues to work and, you know, there's no, there's no problems, no kinks. I hope the Cowboys do not pay him and he goes somewhere else. I, yo, honestly, I don't. I mean, we're gonna go a little off topic, but I don't know if the Cowboys are gonna pay him because, um, you know, I thought about that the other day actually. As he was, you know, they were talking about Amari Cooper um, being in the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. That's and why he's balling. First he, of all, <laughs> he walked off with an he walked off with an ankle injury, and I was like, "Yep, that's why he's not gonna resign with the Cowboys." Because <laughs> this is the story on him. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I'll let him play all sixteen games this year. It's a contract year though, so you know he's balling hard. He has to ball hard. Has to ball out. Yeah. Has to get get that guarantee. He's gonna play through every single injury, every single uh-huh. nick. Yep. So he can yep. play all sixteen games. Yep. So he can get that money. And it's like, oh my ankle hurts, I can't play. Twenty million dollars to the Bengals or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Somebody who's clearly not playing all sixteen games this year. That's Adam Thielen. He was a DNP. Already ruled out for Sunday's game with the hamstring injury that he re-aggravated in Sunday's game. Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Yeah, um, so this is a matter of do we think this is going to be a short-term or possibly a long-term injury. Uh, they think it's not going to be that long-term, but he's going to be out uh, Sunday. Uh, Ola B.C. Johnson, who <laughs> actually scored a touchdown last week, uh, not very <laughs> high. <laughs> the one week Nim doesn't take him, and then he actually scores. Uh-huh. It was crazy. Uh, hot, not a very high target number, but um, you maybe consider uh, him maybe as a, a deep league streamer option because of this. Uh, you know, um, other than that, you know, Adam Thielen just keep keeping an eye on that situation. Yeah, this is something that uh, I I'm nervous about with Adam Thielen. It's for me, it it I I would like to think I like to put myself in the 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 players or the team shoes, kind of think about what I what's what I would do in terms of the player and what like what the steps that they've taken and what that kind of means, right? So like like think about Adam Thielen, right? He was held out the week before going in Thursday night football. Right. They said he could have played but he didn't. They held him out. He was limited in practice going the week into uh the last game uh against Kansas City. They play him, leaves with a re aggravation it is. It was Tuesday, and he was already ruled out for a game on Sunday night, right? Like so the players are never ruled out that early. Yeah. Right. So like, um, he was ruled out for a game on Sunday night. That's on on a, on Tuesday evening, and 
they've got another game next week, but after that, they've got a bye. So if you're the Vikings, why risk playing him? Uh, for now, from a fantasy owner perspective, you're really realistically not going to get Adam Thielen until about week 13. And so that's going to be tough because that's going to be potentially a, you know, essentially a playoff game for some people because you're going to have to you might have to win your matchup to to get into the playoffs and you've got to count on Adam Thielen in his first game back from a hamstring injury that he's already re-aggravated and we know how those injuries tend to linger so I'm scared of Adam Thielen going forward you know it's just something to to monitor I guess as as the as we get closer to that play those playoff matchups yeah it's going to be very interesting um we're going to have to keep an eye on like what the coaches are saying because it has gone back and forth. Uh, you'd think it would be a short-term uh, injury, but, yeah, we, it's definitely a possibility that this could be a long-term injury. Um, so, yeah, I would uh, definitely – Stefan Diggs' usage is going to be very high um, during this time. Uh, I, I would definitely be confident in him. Maybe Kyle Rudolph gets a little more attention, um, but uh, those are probably the only two people uh, that get impacted, I think, a little bit more. Yeah, I agree with that, uh, especially about Stefan Diggs. Um, and yeah, I like the Kyle Rudolph one. I didn't think about that one, but that that's definitely um, a nice sneaky one. He, he caught, a, he did catch a touchdown last week, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, so, I'm not sure. You're probably right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, no, I think that's that's good. Um, now now we're on the topic of tight end. Uh, seems like the Giants are going to be without a tight end on Sunday. Their star tight end Evan Ingram. So what do we got there, Greg? Yeah, they're going to be. He's going to be out. He's currently in the walking boot. Um, you know. With that uh, leg leg injury, he's already ruled out for sun, Sunday. Uh, he started his day to day, and then now he's week to week. Uh, it, it was like at one point it was like in the same statement, and I was trying to figure out how is someone day to day and week to week at the same time. But <laughs> um, he's now week to week. Definitely uh, be out on the lookouts. Hopefully, you saw this news maybe yesterday or a little early, so you could have got someone on the waiver wire. But if not, if you're an Evan Ingram owner. He's also got the bye coming up, so you're gonna have to have some contingency plans. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants were to let him hold him out through the bye, because um, it you know makes sense for his health and maybe something like that. So you know, Greg Olson, I was able to pick him up. He could be available in your league. Uh, maybe Kyle Rudolph, like we just mentioned, could be available uh, in your leagues as well. So <clears throat> definitely keep an eye out for some tight ends on the waiver wire if you're an Evan Ingram owner. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I think that you definitely have to. Add some tight ends. I know I talked about. I brought up Mike Kosecki on the waiver wire show. Yeah, that's a good. Yep, that's a good one. I really like him. I think that um, honestly, full disclosure, if I needed a tight end right now, which I know some people do, Mike Kosecki would be my number one target. Uh, I just he, we've talked about him so much, and he's got such an athletic profile from right. from Penn State, uh, being six five, uh, two fifty, running you know about four six four the four six four five range so he's a he's a good athlete um you know his the, the knock on him coming out of college that was that he's a he's a he's a good receiver but he's not a great blocker well you know we don't care about blocking in fantasy um from a tight end position obviously it's important because if you're not able to block then you're not going to really going to be on the field but you know as the miami dolphins they're always a negative game script so they're always going to be throwing and they just lost preston williams who's a big body receiver and i talked about it um, in the summer, when Ryan Fitzpatrick was announced the starter for this team, um, we talked about players like Preston Williams and even Devontae Parker. Um, but Ryan Fitzpatrick likes big receivers. If you think about the receivers that he's th- that he's had in his career, um, you know Brandon Marshall, six five, 
Eric Decker, 6'3", <coughs> Mike Evans, 6'5". Um, you know, Chris Godwin, also a large receiver. Um, so, you you know, Stevie Johnson, uh, you know, you go back to his career, he likes receivers that are just big, tall receivers that he can kind of throw, throw the ball up to and say, hey, go make me right. You know, go get that ball because he trusts his guys. So Mike Kosecki kind of fits that profile, even though he kind of plays a different position. Um, but I, I like Mike Kosecki going forward as a as a potential as a potential tight end one. You know, not hard to do, so I think he can do it. Um, and he's got a cake matchup this week against Indianapolis. So um, if you Evan Ingram owner, go get Mike Kosecki or Greg Olson. Like uh, I think you said his name right. So yeah, Greg uh, Olson. Really, he's got that matchup. I really against like Green his Bay. matchup this yep. week. Yep. Mm-hmm. No. Um, so going forward, I guess, so, uh, something that we didn't talk about, you know, the preview to the matchup against, uh, with the Seattle Seahawks against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, cause it wasn't really relevant, uh, to that matchup, but Josh Gordon, who was previously waived by the New England Patriots, um, wide receiver, he was recently claimed, waived off IR, uh, with the knee injury and recently claimed by the Seattle Seahawks who passed him on a physical and have, um, who passed him on a physical and have added him to the roster. Uh, he was passed up on by 26, the other, 26 of the other NFL teams, as this is done by record from worst to worst to or first, worst to first, you know, very similar to how we do in fantasy. So um, he was claimed by the Seattle Seahawks. So, um, you know, how do you think that the addition of Josh Gordon affects DK Metcalf going forward? Uh, so, honestly, we were talking about before, you know, I I, I uh, the anti Josh Gordon club over here. Um, I think you know, regardless of Josh Gordon being on the field, and I think it doesn't impact DK Metcalf uh, as much. Um, I was kind of comparing it maybe when Will Disley was on the field, maybe he'll have just have that same I guess fulfillment as far as target share and stuff like that. Uh, I think you shouldn't be too worried about DK Metcalf's uh, impact. Um, I still think he has wide receiver two upside. Uh, going forward as far as you know this in the Seattle offense Russell Wilson I think he he trusts him um, especially in the red zone I think he'll still get and be involved there Uh, so I but Josh Gordon will have impact also in the red zone as well I think yeah I I I agree with that too I just you know it's tough because the Seattle Seahawks they you know they we were talking about this before but they are the kind of team that kind of just you know does what they do whether it's right or not like you know, Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, yet they treat him like a game manager and ask him to hand the ball off 20-plus times and only only throw it when they need a comeback, which seems like all the time because their defense is terrible. But uh, I really hope that DK Metcalf doesn't lose involvement in this offense. Um, you know, he was really productive for, these, uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm looking up his target share numbers right now, actually. DK Metcalf had a 21% target share um, over the last three weeks. So I'm curious to see where or how, if at all, that. Yeah, that's um, a really good number. Right? That's a really good number uh, for somebody that was available on the waiver wire. uh, And he's, you know, especially being tied to this Russell Wilson offense, it was cheap exposure, Mm -hmm. right? Like, um, Tyler Lockett, the last three weeks, got a 42% target share. Uh, DK Metcalf got a 21% target share, and then David Moore, who is the number three receiver in that three-week span, has a has a nine percent target share. As he saw only four targets. So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's going to be tough to project. Um, I'm going to hold on tight to DK Metcalf. 
Um, I know you you're not a you're not a huge fan of Josh Gordon. You never really have been. Uh, I was the one bet- of course between the two of us. I was uh, you know obviously all about Josh Gordon. Um, I'm I'm actually I would have been more excited to see him in a you know in a different situation, but seeing him in this situation just um, you know it it I just think that at this point in their careers DK Metcalf is the better version of Josh Gordon. So. Uh, I just don't want him to to bite into you know DK Metcalf's workload. Right. So, right. but if you were, are you gonna? I guess I already know your answer. You're not gonna go pick up Josh Gordon. But do you? Would you see any value in anyone uh, picking up Josh Gordon? Uh, I you know I think you know for guys that you know lost Ty, lost Preston Williams out there. Uh, there's some lot of injuries to wide receivers happening uh, throughout the the week. So. Think you know he definitely has some value to as a stash maybe in the first week. Uh, I don't know if I would be have the confidence to play him against San Francisco on Monday night, um, but I think he's worth a, a stash um, and wait and see to you know, maybe a possible uh, flex upside uh, down the stretch at best. Yeah, I think that if uh, I agree with that, if if because he's it's Josh Gordon playing with this Russell in this Russell Wilson offense. Um, they are going to be in some higher over-unders down the stretch. So if you can get some exposure to this offense, I think that'd be a, a good a good way to do it or a decent way to do it. Kind of just like stash it and see what happens, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like who would you rather who would you rather have on your roster, Josh Gordon or Deontay Johnson? I think I'll, I'll take Josh Gordon just because, you know, he'll be in those high-scoring games possibly. Deontay Johnson's no, not really doing much. Juju's not really doing much either. It's, it's a tough offense with that. No, no Ben. <laughs> Josh Gordon or Larry Fitzgerald? Um, I'm. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald's been struggling of late too. Um, I must still take Fitzgerald though. Yeah, I think I would still take Fitzgerald too. Josh Gordon or Corey Davis? Uh, I like Corey Davis. Uh. Think Ryan Tannehill's playing well. He's he's getting at least you know five or six targets a game, so I, I like that. And he, he you know he has maybe some touchdown upside. Ooh, Just, I got one for you, Josh Gordon or Sammy Watkins. Patty's back, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, it's tough with Josh Gordon. I think that you know if you have if you have the bench spot, you know if you're I guess a playoff team, um, you know you're playoff bound, then. Um, you know, he's somebody that I think would be worth a speculative ad to kind of just have on your bench and see what happens going forward. You know, obviously, I would I would want to see what happens on Monday night, but it's tough because they go they go out Monday night against Seattle against San Francisco, which is not a great matchup on paper. And then they have the bye after that. Oh, uh, they've had, they have the bye week, yeah. so yeah. and then it's week thirteen, week so twelve, like, week twelve. Oh, sorry, week twelve, week yeah. twelve. Sorry, which is you know against Philly, so that's that's a good matchup. That's a good matchup, right? So yeah, yeah, it's curious to see. All right, we talked about playoffs. Um, so playoffs. What playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I guess. What tips do you have for fantasy owners as we get closer to uh to this playoff this playoff time? Um, yeah, uh, you we talked about. I'm you know super safe guy. I would always get those handcuffs. Definitely handcuff them up. You were mentioning it. On uh, Monday's pod, um, I think other than that, you know, I was just start looking at schedules mostly. I'm starting to look at schedules for your quarterbacks. Who everyone week thirteen to sixteen 
It's usually around the time where playoff season is. If you're a person that's like streaming quarterbacks, look at those quarterbacks out there that have uh, favorable schedule playoff schedules. Um, as far also if for like defenses, maybe like even kickers, like you know, got to get the the uh, some type of edge um, come that during that time. Um, or maybe you know even buy buy low on some players that you think are struggling now that might have a a favorable playoff schedule. Um, just things like that. Um, looking forward, especially for a team that's uh, well in hand, already have like maybe six or seven wins up to this point. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Especially, um, I mean, obviously we talked about the the handcuffs, but looking at the matchups, I think is is key. Um, trying to get into a player situation that may have. Uh, good matchups coming coming on coming along down the road. I think one that sticks sticks out to me. Uh, obviously, he's going to be almost impossible to get. Um, would be Dalvin Cook. Uh, he was somebody that stuck out to me in terms of matchups. But hey, if you're if you're a good roster and you've got some really good running back depth, then you could afford to, like, let's say you could take Chris Carson, Chris Carson, and like I don't know Robert Woods and turn it to Dalvin Cook. I would do that. You know, or Chris Carson, and maybe, uh, you know, who's another receiver that I guess not as because I think people are on to what's going on with Robert Woods right now. If I could take Chris yeah. Carson and like Mike Williams, Mike, yeah, and turn Mike that Williams to Dalvin Cook, yeah, right? Because because da- Dalvin Cook's like listen to this playoff matchup. Week fourteen, he's got Detroit. Week fifteen, he's got the Chargers. Week sixteen, he's got Green Bay. Mm. Mm. So if, oh, you know, looking at things like that, and you know, obviously this is about if you're if you know that your team is going to go to the playoffs, you know, you're not sitting here three and, you know, three and five or, or three and six. And you're, you know, you're trying to make the playoffs. This is like, you know, you're nine and oh, or you're eight and one or um, yeah. you know, seven and two. Yep. And you've, you've, you've pretty got it. You've pretty much got it locked in. Um, so, you know, start taking your, start getting your handcuffs. Uh, maybe make, try to make, try to make some trades to get the guys that are in favorable matchups down the stretch. Uh, also, uh, you were saying about it before the streaming quarterbacks and streaming defenses. It's like, you know, in season, I'm never one to want to hold two quarterbacks or hold two defenses. I will if I have to, um, <clears throat> but I never really will do that. But you know, getting to the play once we get to the playoffs, it's a different story. It's about what doing whatever you have to do, yeah, DFS to get yourself <laughs> through that run, right? Like it's exactly it becomes like DFS. Um, so, but like. In a roster management standpoint, it's a little bit different because, you know, that's the time I'm gonna be willing to hold two defenses. Uh, you know, for example, one of the um, the things I saw with looking at playoff matchups is like, let's say you have a bye in week in week 14, right? Well, in week 15, the Baltimore Ravens play the New York Jets. In week 16, the Pittsburgh Steelers play the New York Jets, right? So mm. if you have a if you have a bye in week in week, uh, you have that buy in week fourteen. Stash um, Baltimore and Pittsburgh on your team. Play Baltimore week fifteen. Oh man. Play Pittsburgh week sixteen. Yep. So, um, you know, you could do the same thing with quarterbacks. Like, hey, this quarterback has a really good matchup in week fourteen. This one has a really good matchup in week fifteen. Um, and then the other one that, and then another one has a good matchup in week sixteen. And, and you could hold all three of those guys. Whatever it is you have to do to get yourself through that stretch, you know, then you have to do that. Another thing that I like to do save an emergency fund with the fab guys. You know, like if you play in a fab league, the free agent auction acquisition budget, 
you play in one of those leagues, just have an emergency fund, whether it's like five or ten dollars, um, just so you can outbid your opponent for a defense or or a kicker or whatever it is. Like let's say I know my my opponent had an injury uh, at wide receiver, and maybe they're gonna target this receiver because they're the number one receiver on the waiver wire on like every podcast, not named fantasy football diagnostics or whatever it was. Um, then I'm gonna bid that. I'm gonna outbid my opponent for a dollar because yep. I have the extra money, right? So just little things like that. Um, but anything else you wanted to add in, in terms of tips or? Uh, no, nah, yeah, I think I think we covered them. Those are um, probably the things that I've been thinking about. Um, yeah, having that bad budget. So that's that's a pretty good one right there. You can't go broke. Nah, man, can't can't spend it all in one place, man. Gotta, you know, you spend eighty three dollars on Ty Johnson, man. It's, yeah, you know, man. You gotta... <laughs> nah, just just messing. All right, trusted to trash it, man. Um. <clears throat> David Johnson feels 100%. You trust in the trash in that, Greg? Oh, man. I, I, um, yeah, I'm going I'm, to I'm trash this. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily <laughs> 100% right now. Uh, maybe by the time Sunday rolls around, he might be ready to go. But I, when I hear 100%, that means he could play, uh, possibly play 100% of snaps. And I don't see him doing that. I mean, he's not like he's going to do it before. But uh, I don't think he's going to give you – the David Johnson usage or production um, necessarily like you would expect uh, when his first week back, uh, maybe later as he gets healthier, but not necessarily out the gates. I'm a trash this because uh, I don't think any football player is ever a hundred percent, especially not in week nine um, or week 10 rather. And David Johnson is never a hundred percent. His dude's always banged <laughs> up. So I'm a trash that, um, you know, we got to remember this dude's coming off an ankle and a back. So, uh, which one is 100%? Is it the ankle or the back? I don't know. What's the other one like? I don't know. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, like, you know, you're going to start him. You're going to roll him. Oh, yeah. You're probably gonna excited to get it back. start but, him. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah. I don't know what to whether what to make of his health status. Like we said, get the handcuffs. Uh, Kenyon yep. Drake, get him. Uh, Chase Edmonds is not expected to be back for a, for a while, so I don't know what to do there. Um, yeah, I think but, you, you could treat those two as like a little two man workhorse um, going on committee there. Yeah, I, I expect that. To, I expect to see that going forward, um, especially if, if the goal, if the goal is to keep David Johnson healthy down the stretch, then I don't see why not. You've got an explosive back in Kenyon Drake, get him involved. Um, all right, what's this AJ Green one? I'm gonna let you I, read that. I one think AJ Green is. He's like himself is a trusted or trash it um, at this point. Um, I just don't know <laughs> so what we're to just make of him. Yeah, AJ we're Green. trusting or trashing AJ Green. Like at this point, honestly, do you uh, have you do you drop him? Should you drop him before? Um, is it worth even keeping him at this point? Because um, he went literally from well, he's good to go back to day to day today. Uh, he's ha- apparently had maybe a little minor setback. I, I don't know what to make of it. I think I would have dropped him uh, a couple weeks ago already, but uh, is he ever even gonna come back? Uh, he's expected expected to play Sunday, so I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I completely missed the held out of practice considered day to day. Yes, yes, it was he was fine yesterday, and just yesterday, and now he's back to day to day. He's a human trusted or trash it. I'm a trash it because AJ Green <laughs> hasn't been healthy all year, so. Oh wait, hold up! No, no, this ain't this isn't cool. So hold up, AJ Green was out before with a foot or a toe, <clears throat> right? Right. 
Why is he now? He's out due to swelling in his ankle. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. So we got a new injury for AJ Green. Oh, man. He said he didn't feel right or something like that. Yeah, he has. they said he's day-to-day he's now due to swelling in his ankle. Oh, man. Is... Yes, yeah, so I'm going to trash that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, um, should you drop him? I don't know. Like, that's tough because I know I dropped him. I cut my losses. Um, but if you've been, it's week ten now. Yes, some people remember, drafted. We, we AJ had this Green question on trash it, trash it before. If it was bad in like back week, week six. 10. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So like, what what point do you cut your losses? Because yeah, you know, we have to remember AJ Green is not coming back to Andy Dalton. No, he's no, coming back not. to Ryan Finley. Yeah, you're right. So, do we even? Is that a situation we want to tie ourselves to? You know, Ryan Finley, he's a he's a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think he was a fourth-round pick of the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and he's making his first career start on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. So, again, is that something that we want to tie ourselves to? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, after that, he has they have Oakland, um, so that could be good. But, yes, I don't – Pittsburgh after that, so I'm not really excited, um, especially for Pittsburgh. I don't think – I think if you have him at this point, you gotta hold him. <laughs> that means you had yeah, some I mean, faith. But you have to. You have to, at one point, right? A sunk cost becomes a sunk cost. Yeah, true. You know, you know, like, would you? All right, would you rather have Alexander Madison or AJ Green? Alexander Madison. Would you rather have Josh Gordon or AJ Green? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think. Uh, Josh Gordon, I, I would be fed up. I was, I would be fed up with Sterling too. That that whole situation, I think I would have dropped him as well. Um, yeah, but I mean, with AJ Green, all we're doing is we're, the only reason we're holding AJ Green is because he's AJ Green, right? But we have to understand, like, we've never seen him in this offense. We've never seen him with Ryan Finley. You know, we've never seen him with this offensive line situation being as bad as it is. And like Auden Tate and Tyler Boyd are like improved and doing what with doing they're doing that thing as well. Yeah, I mean, if you're A.J. Green, what incentive do you have to come play? The Bengals are 0-8. You're injured. They don't want to give you a new contract. Like, why would you even play football in 2019? Yeah, because to get in, I don't know. I have no idea. I would just keep rehabbing, right? I would go, then I would, you know, sit out the rest of the season, go to the, uh, go talk to, you know, go in the offseason, go get a new contract and tell people I'm fully healthy. You know, you're, he's going to have to get a one-year deal because, you know, no one's going to give him guaranteed money with the yeah. injury history. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's just my thought there. But, yeah, I I think that I would, at one point, you have to realize when a sucking cost is a sucking cost and you just have to let go. Um, if you have, you know, if you're, if, again, a winning team, maybe you've clinched a playoff spot. You know, maybe you have uh, an IR spot that allows you to hold A.J. Green there for more than three days. Then, then go ahead. I mean, continue to hold him and, and, you know, maybe, you know, when he comes back, if he comes back for the playoff stretch, he'll be useful. But I'll, you know, I'll trust it when I see it. Yeah. One moment I see it active. Um, yeah, we could talk. Let's get to the matchup, man. Um, you know, it's Thursday night football. Hopefully we get a good one. Um, but we don't know. It's the Chargers and the Raiders. So it could go anyway. That's a fact. We've got the four and five L.A. Chargers traveling to Oakland to take on the four and four. Oakland Raiders 
This is a 49.5 point over-under according to FanDuel Sportsbook. And the spread is 1.5 points in the Chargers' favor. Could also find it as a pick em some places. So, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, so in my write-up, I had the Raiders winning the game. But I think I'm going to go with the Chargers. Last-minute audible real quick. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to have them against the spread. I think it's going to be a field goal game. This is a fact. It's, this These two teams are just so evenly matched. Um, but I'm going to take the under as well. I think uh, we were talking about looking at the defenses for both sides. This Oakland defense isn't good. We, we talked about it. The quarterbacks have been lighting them up all year. Uh, Matt Stafford, including last last week, uh, which is why I had him in start of the week. <clears throat> so I look for this to be a good spot for Phillip Rivers um, and his Chargers offense, especially the the wide receivers. Uh, and then on just the other side, it's just the Raiders, if they're going to win this game, it's going to be by high top of possession, running through Josh Jacobs. Um, I think he's going to be, you know, ha- have a good game here. But I think the Chargers have the, the edge defensively and also the secondary for the Raiders will break down eventually. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I'm going to take I'm going to take the under 2. I'm going to take the Chargers against the spread. I'm taking the Chargers to win this game. Like you touched you touched on um <clears throat> you know this Raiders defense is really bad especially against the pass, specifically against the pass. Uh Philip Rivers I think takes advantage of that. This Oakland Raiders defense gives up the second most fantasy points on the season to the quarterback position. The last 3 weeks they've given up the QB1 the QB three and the QB four, um, so that's obviously a, a, a matchup that uh, Philip Rivers can exploit here. So I expect that to happen. Obviously, uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, you're going to start him. But this this Chargers run defense, um, you know, they were pretty good last week. You know, they didn't have a lot of attempts. They dominated time of possession, just that that game in general for the most part. Um, but one of the things that I know I found out, um, you know, kind of going through these matchups, Melvin Ingram, uh, defensive lineman for the for the L.A. Chargers, he just recently came back from, from injury two games ago. Um, and since then, the Chargers have been much better about getting after the passer. And the Oakland Raiders are missing two of – could potentially go into this game missing two of their offensive line. Lineman, their center, um, Rodney Hudson, he, he missed last game. And then Trent Brown, their right tackle, he – uh, left last game against Detroit with an with a knee injury, um, and didn't return in that game. And, and neither one of those guys practiced on Monday, but both those guys were limited participants on Tuesday. Uh, don't have the practice report for Wednesday, um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, imagining those guys get, are limited participants. Uh, you know, hopefully they get to play this weekend or on Thursday, and that would be huge for Derek Carr. But if if they're missing, uh, then I like the Chargers front de- uh, front seven to be able to get after the Raiders in this one and, you know, disrupt Derek Carr. So I know I said I, I have, I had him over a stream, um, had him as a stream over, over Jimmy G. Um, but I actually think I would lean more towards Jimmy G. Uh, now that I've had some time to digest this matchup. Cause we do the waiver show just so everybody knows, we, you know, obviously we, we release shows every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Uh, the, the Tuesday show we record either like Sunday or Monday, and then the Thursday show we record on Wednesday. And, and you know, Tuesday, Wednesday is usually when, you know, Greg and I get to dig into the matchups really. As, you know, I kind of do my deep dive into this one, it's, you know, this could be a potential letdown spot for Derek Carr. So uh, I know I dropped him today. Uh, I'm going with Josh Allen this week against Cleveland. Uh, so if you have another option uh, other than Derek Carr, you know, maybe I would take Phillip Rivers in the same game over Derek Carr. Um, where are you at with that, Greg? Yeah, I think I would take 
Derek Carr, yeah, I think he's going to slightly struggle. Um, I don't think he has a horrible bad game, but I'm, I'm, I like Philip Rivers a lot in this game. I think he's in a good spot. I think he gives you a QB1 performance, actually. Yeah, I like that that prediction as well. I, you know, uh, Is that your bold prediction, by the way? Uh, My bold prediction was actually Keenan Allen getting in the end zone. This man hasn't Oof. found the end zone since week three. Like, what's up? He needs to, he needs to, he needs mm. to get in the end zone for the people. He was easily the wide receiver one after the first three weeks. It wasn't even close. And then he fell off since then, but this going against his weak secondary, I think he, I think he finds a touchdown. All right, ready? My bold prediction then. I think that Keenan Allen. Ooh, oh man, I forgot because Hunter Henry is in a like prime oh, yeah, spot. Yeah, he's man. in a really good spot. Hunter Henry is in a prime spot. Uh, to leave him out of this would go would be would be insane. <laughs> yeah, because this you know this Oakland Raiders defense. You know we talked about it last week. Um, but they give up the, the fourth most fancy points to the tight end position. Uh, and so Hunter Henry, who has just been on a roll lately. Such a roll. He's got this cake matchup against this Oakland Raiders defense. So I really like him. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't want to make it a thing, so I'm not going to make him my start of the week. Um, but just know that I really, 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 really like Hunter Henry uh, this week. Um, I think that he finishes as a top three tight end this week. Um so you could book that. And then I think that for my bold prediction, I'm going to go with, because I really like Mike Williams in this game too. I mean, I like Mike Williams every week. I'm going to keep saying it because he's going to score a touchdown eventually. Right. Uh, he had three catches for 111 yards last week. So it's it's coming. Um, I think that between him, all three of those receivers, between Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, get go one? double digits. Oh. Not, they're all not going to get a touchdown. They're all going to go double digits. Um, I think between, I think two of them will go over a hundred, and two of them will score a touchdown. I like that. I like that. That's 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 a pretty good yeah. one. Yeah. Word. Um, and then obviously that means that we that we really like Philip Rivers in this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Top twelve, top twelve um, this week. Philip yeah. Rivers shows then, you what he does. Hall of Famer. Um, just to note because we you know we. Talked about the matchup being like, uh, you know, you and I talked about it, but this Chargers defense and what they do against quarterbacks, um, you know, we, we targeted them on the ground a little bit in the past few weeks, but what they do against quarterbacks, I think, is just even crazier because if we look at what they've done on the season, the highest, uh, the highest finish they've allowed was the QB5, and that was to Deshaun Watson, who obviously is, well, Michael Jordan in football, and then you the after that it was the QB thirteen to to Detroit. So um outside of that they haven't let up higher than well actually and then QB fifteen to Tennessee, but outside of that they hadn't let up um high, more more than the eighteenth most fantasy points to the quarterback position. So Derek Carr who, you know, finished as the QB um the QB twelve last week and then the week before that he finishes the QB four. Um you know it, it's tough, man. It's it's really tough, and it, it's you know I I I hate being the Debbie Downer here, but I don't know if I I don't know if I want to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. QB seven, QB twelve, each of the last two weeks. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's Thursday night football, so things get weird. Um, and I you know, the 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 thing is is the over under being so high, but we saw what the Chargers did to this Green Bay defense last this Green Bay offense last week that. Um, couldn't they didn't they didn't they didn't score points until the third quarter 
three minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, nah, they shut him all the way down. It was just Tony Tony Romo just kept saying like, when is it gonna happen? Tony like Aaron Rodgers is gonna find a way. Don't worry. And it just never found. It never came. It was it was shut down. Yeah, so I mean, I would be wary of this matchup. I think I would rather play Phil. I know I would rather play Philip Rivers in this matchup. I'd rather play. Um, I'd rather if Kyler Murray somehow made it became available. I'd, I'd play him. I'd rather play Jameis Winston. I think um, because this Chargers pass defense was questionable only because they couldn't get after the passer. But now Melvin Ingram comes back. You know the secondary. You know Casey Hayward's still a good corner. Um, uh, Trevor, I forget his name. Uh, they, you know they they have another guy number twenty four who's a pretty good corner, um, and then Desmond King number twenty who plays you know nickel safety and corner for them is is really good in the secondary as well. So, um, you know add that with the pass rush and I think that that's a formula for success on the defensive side for them. Yeah, for sure, uh, I agree. All right, but what about on the Oakland side? Obviously, uh, you know Darren Waller, Tyrell, um, you know is. I know Hunter Renfro is somebody we got excited about. Is somebody is he somebody you're looking to play in this matchup? Uh yeah, so Tyrell I think is, you know, a, a flex option. Um we saw what he he is without the touchdown. He's definitely been touchdown dependent. We know that. Uh last week was the first week where he started and didn't get one and he he wasn't very effective uh in that game. Um so <clears throat> in a, in a good matchup. So we we see that he might be a little more touchdown dependent. So I think he's a flex. I think yeah, uh, Darren Waller Start him up as a tight end one. Um, Josh Jacobs start him up as an RB one. Um, and uh, Hunter Renfro, I think he's you know he's definitely getting a lot of momentum. Um, I think maybe he could be turning into the more safe option because you know he's not necessarily touchdown dependent uh, like Tyrell would be. So I, I think you know he if I you know consider him a flex option as well. Yeah, Tyrell, um, you know it was a little touchdown dependent. We kind of knew that. We were living with that. Um, yeah. You know, you know. I think the hope with Tyrell is that we know that he. Um, by the way, this is a revenge game for Tyrell Williams. I feel like we had a revenge game every week now, um, <laughs> but Tyrell Williams, he was always known as a deep ball receiver. So hopefully, he starts making his money um, off of that. Uh, obviously, Darren Waller, you're going to continue to play him every week. Um, you know, the matchup necessarily isn't the greatest for him, but. Um, in terms of tight ends, like, you know, you just need him to outscore your opponent's tight end, which I'm sure he'll do. So, um, and then Hunter Renfro, yeah, it's been pretty evenly spread out the last, um, it's been evenly spread out in terms of target share the last few weeks. Tyrell Williams has a 16% target share, um, but Hunter Renfro has a 15% target share right? Um, in the last three weeks. And he's actually got more targets than Tyrell Williams. Oh, that would make sense, though, because yeah, Tyrell Williams... Yeah, he's getting more receptions, too. Uh, well, at least last week yeah. he did. Um, yeah, so he's got more receptions, more targets. Um, You know, like you said, that you know, he's closer to the line of scrimmage. He's got an A dot of 6.6. Yeah. Average depth of target of 6.6 compared to Tyrell's of 19.7. So... um you know, cl- clearly closer to the line of scrimmage, which might be beneficial in this matchup, with the, given the situation with the pass rush, especially if the uh, if there's injuries on the offensive line. You know, they'll start to start you know throwing the ball shorter shorter areas of the field. They won't be able to get it downfield to Tyrell. Yeah, for sure. I think you know it gives me like that that uh, Cole Beasley production, um, or like a Randall Cobb production. I think in this game. And then what about the running backs? Um, Jalen Richard had 
<clears throat> his best game receiving in his career actually um is is he somebody that you know you think that we might want to go back to that well go to that well in general because i don't know who went to it in the first place yeah i, I mean he may have some deep league intrigue because uh if if the you know the raiders we think they might not get anything going deep um like maybe he could be there him and renfro like in in the short to intermediate game especially like if he's being pressured those dump offs might be low key but uh i wouldn't start him in like a maybe a 12 team or something like that i would maybe consider that for like a 16 team league or something like that 14 16 yeah probably like a deeper league play yeah, yeah i i think i think for me it kind of depends on how you see this game playing out right and i think that's that's the that's like the the one of the things about fantasy football that we kind of take for granted i guess is like we're so stuck in like oh this matchup versus that matchup and a lot of times we don't necessarily think about the how the game is actually gonna play out um and so i think if you're in a situation where you think that uh, oakland will be behind in this game and they are gonna have to throw a lot then maybe that means more jalen richard um so if you if you are someone who does need running backs and you you do think that this how you see that game playing out, the Chargers do actually allow receptions to to the running back position. So maybe this is a play that you would want to make. Me personally, like you said, I'm not going to go down that route. I just like to uh, you know just educate the people on how you should go about. I guess trying to form these decisions on your own. Right. Um, all right. Anything else we see about this matchup? And we both gave our go- our bold predictions. Um, they're kind of intertwined, but anything else that we want to add? What about Austin Eckler? Should be a good game. Uh, yeah, I like Eckler and and Gordon. Uh, both of them. Um, I like that they're able to use both of them on, on the field at the same time, which you know helps both their values. Melvin Gordon come off his best game of the season, uh, so I think that his usage and stuff continues. Uh, I remember you talking about <clears throat> the new old season in the house, so that definitely helps Melvin Gordon's outlook as far as, you know, the rest of the season. Uh, and then Eckler, I think, you know, his, his value as far as the passing game won't, won't ever leave, so he's also always going to be a safe flex, I think. Yeah, I like that too. I think Eckler's always going to have a role. Um, I th- you know, just as as long as, <clears throat> you know, they're they're going to be throwing, which, you know, 28 pass attempts for Phillip Rivers last week in a in a convincing win think they will throw it a lot so uh yeah i do like austin eckler in this matchup and then obviously um you know melvin gordon you know he's back so you start him up all right um all right yeah like you said it's going to be a great game i'm excited about it you know i think we, you know we both we both kind of laughed about it you know if this game ended like 17 14 or you know 37 34 like we wouldn't be surprised either way yeah so. either way <laughs> um all right man so that's it you know everybody Good luck this good luck this week. Good luck in your matchups. Obviously, we're gonna get back to you on that Sunday preview. Uh watch out for that on the feed on Saturday. And as always, appreciate you guys for listening. Please, if you could take the time to go on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening to us, leave a uh, rate or in a review, uh follow us, subscribe, uh whatever it is that you have to do to get us uh as a part of your week three times a week, then then go ahead and do that. And as always, we are out. We out.